Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. Yes, they're always there, and that's amazing. It really is amazing to me how the, the, the desire to serve your country can be so deep and you find it often in families, the father and the, then the son and the grandfather and the brothers. And there's something about this kind of patriotism that really makes me proud to be an American. And, you know, that's not fashion. We're not supposed to be proud and we're not supposed to like the military. We're just supposed to kind of tolerate wars and things of that nature. And it's amazing. It's amazing to me. The, the moment in history that we're all living through, a time where we really have to decide, are we in or are we out? Because people want to be in this country, apparently way more than we want to be in this country. And I get very disturbed when I see images coming from our southern border and think to myself, I don't want to send soldiers anywhere more than I want to send them to the southern border because an invasion is happening. And I don't believe that the American people would feel uh, any old way about that. I think they'd be very enthusiastic. I mean, even now, like the mayor of New York and all these people, they don't know what to do with this uh, on daily basis thousands of people coming into this country and they don't have anything. They, they just have the clothes on their back and they're bringing their families and they're settling in communities. I actually did a, my thought of the day about a community that's like built up outside of Houston, which is like full of crime and drug cartels are running it. And then people say, oh, you know, Donald Trump, when he was running, he said they were rapists and criminals. Well, you know, apparently there are plenty of those. And yes, I'm sure there are wonderful, decent people who just want a better way of life. But we have to have an orderly entrance into this country. So if I were going to place the United States military anywhere, that's where I'd place them, on the border, on the southern border. Because... We're supposed to be defended against an invasion, and we're not. So we'll see. I mean, every day becomes more bizarre, you know, especially with this upcoming election. I don't know what to say anymore. And looking at the, the Putin's Black Sea fleet, their headquarters were blown up in a huge missile attack. They're talking about attacks near Moscow, and now our president is sending all these missiles to Ukraine because they're escalating. You know, Zelensky came and, and, and basically begged and, of course, got 
most of what he was looking for. So now my military has to do without tons of equipment and funding that went there. And, and I'm not even talking about the activity, the increase of activity at the nuke sites in our country, Russia, and China. Everybody seems to be gearing up for something, but nobody wants to talk about it. Instead, we, we're being uh, given all this nonsense. You know, look at the shiny thing. Russia, the U.S., and China have all built new facilities. They've all dug new tunnels at their nuclear test sites in just the last two years. We got satellite images that CNN got, of all people, at a time when tensions between Russia, China, and the United States have been higher than they've been in decades. I don't know. Do you? I don't know what's going on because they don't tell us. Instead, they tell us that don't worry because we have a uh, transgendered unit in the Air Force. Can't even make this stuff up nor would you want to. I do have to make an announcement though. The Honor flight that was supposed to go off tomorrow and come back tomorrow night to the Fort Lauderdale airport has been canceled. Apparently the weather in Washington is terrible. And so that uh, homecoming that many of us were planning to go to at 7.30 at the Fort Lauderdale airport is canceled. Um, and it's gonna, the, the trip will happen in the spring. So don't go to the airport thinking you're going to have this wonderful experience because that's what it is when we welcome home these honor flight soldiers and sailors and airmen and everyone. Um, it's not going to happen because of the weather. So I did want to make that announcement, make sure everybody understands that. Biggest headline right now, for real, the biggest headline is Bob Menendez. You know, you can't imagine how giddy the media is about a story that this is an ongoing story about Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey. He has now been charged with bribery in a federal corruption case. He took gold bars for favors, envelopes of cash, drives around in a luxury car. Cash came from a mob-linked New Jersey developer in return for favors. He gave Egyptian businessmen highly sensitive U.S. information. He's been doing this for over a decade. We've been talking about his corruption for over a decade. And, the, and they have never pulled out any, any information. They've kept the public fairly ignorant about all of these allegations, while if there's an allegation against Donald Trump, no matter what it is, big, small, medium, sideways, relevant, irrelevant, uh, it's going to be on the front page of the New York Times. But Bob Menendez has to actually be indicted. Now, look, I'm going to say he's innocent until proven guilty, but boy, it doesn't look good for him. They've been looking at everything, gold bars, apartments, luxury cars, they raided his home last year. I remember that story, and they found over $500,000 in cash and 13 gold bars. 
not for nothing. You know, I happen to have some cash in my house. I think everybody probably thought it was a good idea. And now that we know that the, they're going to go to digital anyway, and I don't know what you're going to do with your cash or I'm going to do with mine, but I don't have $500,000 in cash. And I certainly don't have 13 gold bars in my Liberty safe. The only way you can get that, amass that as a senator, is corruption. And now his wife is indicted by a federal, she's also indicted by a federal grand jury in this investigation that's been going on for years. Plus, I didn't even mention home mortgage payments that they were given. They had very improper business relationships, apparently, with with these guys, Jose Uribe, Fred Diabas, Wael Hanna. Anybody starting to get a picture of who these people actually are? They allegedly paid them, Menendez and his wife, to use his influence in D.C. to their benefit. So let me tell you something. The, the swamp is being exposed. And the only reason it's being exposed is because one man stood up seven years ago and said, this is outrageous. So we need to clean it out. And that started this sort of awakening of, of some members of the media. Look, the media couldn't stay stupid forever. They tried. They're still trying. But you can't ignore a story like this. This guy sits on all kinds of important Senate committees and subcommittees, and he's given secrets to Egyptian politicians and businessmen. Oh, my goodness. There'll be a, don't worry, because there'll be a, a Netflix movie about it before there's even a, a trial. And that, that's, this is where we are today. This is the, have you ever seen this guy's wife, by the way? I, I'm just saying. Because just a couple of weeks ago, well, maybe it was a couple of months ago. I don't remember. Anyway, he, they were at a state dinner. I think it was for Macron. And if you look at this woman, I think she's probably always been a woman. Not sure. Not sure. Very large. And Bob Menendez is not a tiny guy, but she towers over him. Her Each of her boobs is bigger than his head. Just saying. Just saying. Now uh, she's been charged, along with her husband, with some pretty serious charges. Of course, he's saying these are baseless attacks, you know. Oh, my goodness. And that, that on the heels of Attorney General Garland, Merrick Garland, uh, literally just looking stupid in front of a committee. And the media, not a word. Oh, they tried to get Merrick Garland to say something, but he said, I'm not the president's lawyer. Oh, God, that's not a soundbite. That's a denial, of, which is stupid because we all know you are. The executive branch dominates the Department of Justice. Oh, so you are ostensibly his lawyer. Anyway, apparently you're not Hunter Biden's lawyer. His lawyer says uh, they're getting a raw deal. You know, it's a bad deal. Goodness gracious, you can't. You can't deal with this stuff rationally. You have to just get excited like I do. Anyway, um, don't forget to download our app. Somebody was telling me just the other day how they had entered a contest through the app and won. And I'm thinking like, yeah, no kidding. 
everybody should have the app or at least go to the website, 850WFTL.com and see what kind of contests are going on. You can get, win tickets to things and all kinds of good stuff. Plus, you get all these storm alerts. And let's face it, the, the, the media, including us, love a good storm alert. Nigel is out there in the Atlantic. We're going to have tropical rainstorms. Oh, okay. It's all good. You, um, you stay right where you are. I'm going to take a quick break. By the way, Derek will be joining us at 1245 because I always like to finish the week with a little uh, celebrity gossip. It just it eases me into the weekend when I don't have to think about Bob Menendez anymore. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's always hard to try and send a, t- you know, a text message uh, or, you know, uh, or a email when I'm in the middle of a show, but sometimes you got to do it, so I just did it. But I'm looking at some of these stories, and I don't even know how to feel about a robot cop, okay? I know that artificial intelligence is real, and I know that robots are popping up in all kinds of places, but (laughs) in a New York City subway station, the mayor said the city is paying less per hour than its minimum wage to lease the robot. The police robot called K5 will patrol New York City's busiest subway stations overnights in a new pilot program. I'm just trying, so they're leasing this robot for nine bucks an hour, right? That's pretty cost-effective. They don't even have to take a break for a bathroom or meal break, right? The 420-pound robot will be on patrol. (laughs) I'm still trying to fit. What does it look like? Does it look like a person? I can't find any pictures of it. I'm just, I'm curious. I mean, does anybody out there think that this is a great idea? Is a robot going to make a decision about whether or not a personal is a criminal or not. That seems to me like it might require human reasoning. You should see this thing. It looks like a big egg. Like, now I see it. It's the NYPD shield, and Mayor Adams is standing next to it in this video, bragging about this innovative tool. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I I guess I'm so old-fashioned at this point that I don't want to see policemen be replaced by robots? Is that, do you think that's a unreasonable demand on my part? Computers doing this and chips implanted in your brain, you know, 
Elon Musk is putting these brain chips in human volunteers now. And all I know is I got a border that's wide open. And every day I look at these videos, they're all over now. I mean, it used to be maybe you'd find one video in the course of a week. Now it's ridiculous. Every day I'm looking at hundreds, thousands of people coming into this country. They encountered more than 142,000 migrants at the border in just the first two weeks of September. And that's the data that Mexico agrees is an accurate number. So at this pace, it's going to be even worse than it was last month, which was perfectly awful. The increase is killing cities not just at the border anymore. You have Eagle Pass, Texas, declared a state of emergency. You have New York City with police officers, not the robot kind, police officers going into Staten Island to arrest Americans because they're protesting the fact that they took over a senior center and are filling it with migrants, many of whom seem to have connections to drug cartels. So the residents in Staten Island went to protest. I know Curtis Sliwa was there. I know that uh, my friend, uh, I know like five people who were at this protest. And, and Sid Rosenberg was like the MC. I mean, it was a big deal the other day. Yesterday, they had maybe two dozen people and they sent in police officers to arrest the Americans protesting. The migrants are all standing there laughing. It's hideous to see this. This is our country. Now, if somebody wants to come into this country, we've got some rules. Apparently not. So now you got this president with record numbers of migrants attempting to cross illegally since the day he took office in 2021. And he's got to run for re-election. Let's face it, this is not a winning issue for him. I know who it is a winning issue for. Yeah, this is a winning issue for Donald Trump. And already, and it's not the lack of sympathy, it's the idea that the commander-in-chief's primary responsibility is to safeguard the American citizens from invasions. So now, I'm looking at this film last night of these Venezuelans crossing the border. And yesterday, no, it was Wednesday, the Biden administration announced, I got the memo, it was going to grant nearly half a million Venezuelans who are already in the U.S. access to work permits because the Democrat state and city officials where they landed want them to be able to work legally. No wonder they were streaming in yesterday. You know, we do have cell phones. People call and say, time to head to the border. What kind of craziness is this? 142,000 people in two weeks? San Diego looks like, it's just like a, hmm, where's the borders are? Don't we have a borders are? Kamala Harris, right? Wasn't that given to her, the job to be a borders are? I guess uh, it was over her head or something. I don't know. You'd think somebody would take this seriously, but apparently not. The only thing they want to talk about is uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. At this point, nobody cares what they say. Not even the people who hate Donald Trump. They just, they're tired. 
what is that? Uh, somebody was wrote an article. I can't. Oh, it was uh, Nellie Bowles on the Free Press. She said, "Ennui. You know what that word means? Just done, fed up. That's what we are experiencing. People want to talk to me about politics. I say, you know, listen to my show. I I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just burnt, burnt out. I want an election soon. Change my registration." I don't know why, because there's no chance that anybody else is going to get the nomination. But it felt good to know that I support him, even to the to the point of putting an R on my card. Ooh, it's a little makes me a little squeamish. Anyway, let me take a break. Don't forget, we got two more segments left today, and then it's the weekend. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm sure looking forward to the weekend. I'll be right back. So we're starting to see the uh, people in Florida, particularly the Republican Party of Florida, the RPOF. Um, They're just kind of waiting around to see when Governor DeSantis is going to drop out of the race. That's the word, you know. It's just a matter of time before you see all of these Florida Republicans who were once super loyal to the governor. They're trying to distance themselves from him. Now, of course, if you read the liberal press, they'll tell you, well, they don't, they don't like his style of governing, his hardball governing style. They liked it just fine when it was working. The problem is you cannot be a governor and be campaigning for the presidency. And I've said this before. You could do it if you're a congressman because they just you know barely show up anyway. Their schedule is crazy. But a governor works every single day. If they take a vacation, the lieutenant governor is working. This is an administrative job. It's not, and it'd be the same in the presidency. You don't get a day off, unless you're Joe Biden, and then you can go to the beach as much as you want. But for the most part, governors are the, the administrators of everything, the budget. And to not be present for work, how's that? How's that playing with Florida Republicans? How's it playing with Floridians? It's not playing. You know, he's slogging along in a presidential campaign, which we all have now come to the conclusion, including my friends who support Ron DeSantis, that he's not going to get the nomination. He's not. And he's definitely not, he's quasi not eligible, but he said already that he wouldn't accept the second position so he's got to be a governor for two years. And right now, his legislature, they're not so loyal anymore. You got the next House Speaker, this uh, Daniel Perez, who's from Miami. Or at least he's next in line. I presume he'll be the next House Speaker. He said, you know, the problem with wielding the power of government like a hammer is that the people start looking like nails. That's a line that my husband uses all the time. If the only way, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, he says. And so now this guy, Daniel Perez, the representative said, oh, look, that was not a, a guarded, guided message. There's nothing subliminal about that. But that being said, he added, the legislature can't work alone. The legislature works with the governor. And no matter how he framed his comments, that's a, that's a slap in the face to Governor DeSantis because this isn't going to be a conveyor belt legislature like the last one. He's a very powerful governor. 
He's used his influence and for over the past five years to literally transform politics in the state. Got all that legislature to bow to him. He reshaped the state's education system, put a bunch of his allies in top university positions. I'm okay with that. He pushed legislation that limits how race and gender are taught in schools. I'm okay with that. He endorsed dozens of school board candidates right after the pandemic to see if they could control some more of the levers of state government. He used his power to suspend elected officials. I mean, none of this stuff bothered me. You know, his combative side doesn't bother me. He fought Disney and Google and the cruise line industry. But he can't get an up and running presidential campaign. And I said from the very beginning, and people get mad at me all the time. Yeah, It's not that I'm prescient. It's that I've been watching politics in the state of Florida for over 30 years. And it, it the players change. And sometimes the color of the state can change. You go from blue to purple to red to purple. I get that. But what you don't want to see happen is you don't want to have a successful person who reneges on their obligation. You know, finish your term. You're a young man. You've got a young family. Your wife has just been through a life-harrowing cancer trial. Now is just a very poor time. And the proof is this campaign is floundering. And it wasn't for lack of money, although they wasted a ton of money. And it wasn't for uh, a lack of endorsements. In the beginning, he had the endorsements. I think half of the state was convinced that he was going to be the nominee. But, hey, listen, you I talked to a lobbyist just the other day, somebody up there in Tallahassee, and he said the legislature fakes this great relationship with Ron DeSantis, and they can't wait. Uh, you know, to get their power back where they don't have to do everything he tells them to do. And it's basically a slow motion coup that's taking place. Look, the majority of the trustees of the college, the uh, pa- Pasco Hernando State College, which is a, a small pub- public school near Tampa, they chose the president over the guy that he wanted. And that's pretty surprising because the majority of the trustees were appointed by him, but they're not playing his song anymore. The The Fl- Florida Housing Finance Corporation, which is where you get your affordable housing, they put their executive director on leave because they said he created a hostile work environment. Mike DiNapoli, appointed by DeSantis. And then billionaire Ken Griffin, the guy who moved to Miami recently, he spent $10 million on DeSantis's 2018 and 2022 gubernatorial elections, but he told CNBC that he's sitting out the 2024 cycle and doesn't understand who DeSantis is trying to appeal to. I mean, there are still people who support him, but mostly there are people in the legislature who fear him. And, and the idea that anybody can do both although he does have a veto pen, so he's probably going to stay pretty pretty powerful. What I don't understand is how he thought he was going to be able to maintain control of this giant state and run a campaign 
for the presidency. And and he made them change the law. You used to have to step down. Then they changed it, and you don't have to step down. You could be the governor and run. Except you can't. Except you can't. Three different Republican members of Florida's congressional delegation, Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, all began floating their names as candidates for the governor's race. And that's three years away. That tells you all you need to know about whether Governor DeSantis has maintained any kind of support. It's pretty much game over, which is what I said. And I'm so sorry that I'm right, but I'm more sorry that they just don't listen to me. All right. Don't forget, coming up next segment, Derek will do a TMZ celebrity gossip report. And then, of course, we'll be into the weekend. Right after my show is Eric Erickson. And then you've got Joe Paggs and, and Lars. Oh, Joe Paggs had a great show last night, but he always has a great show. Uh, then Lars Larson. you got the overnight guys. And then it's the weekend. So hallelujah. You know, we'll all be back on Monday. But let me take this final break. Stay right where you are. All right, uh, this is always fun for me when I get to not only talk with my son Derek from TMZ, but I get to stop thinking about Bob Menendez and Ron DeSantis and all those other characters and all the insanity that they're doing. Although, Derek, I did see a story on TMZ about uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more in our uh, bailiwick, if you will, although this Bob Menendez stuff gold bars. Pretty incredible stuff. You may see us cover that as well, because that is a shocking story. 500000 in know, cash. Unbelievable. <laughs> Envelopes yeah. stuffed with cash, yeah. gold bars. This is <laughs> this is intriguing stuff. But yeah. nothing has quite dominated in the political space for us, quite like Lauren Boebert, who <laughs> the Colorado congresswoman who had quite a date at uh, Beetlejuice, the <laughs> yeah. musical, which you know was in a packed theater. Good for them. A little touring musical. And she was Risky with her date. I mean, there's no two ways about it. There was a lot of groping going on in both directions in this dark theater, but crowded theater right next to people. Uh, she was, of course, escorted out. Everyone knows what happened. And now um, the Democratic guy she was on a date with, you know, he used to run a bar. He still runs a bar where they have LGBTQ drag nights. And some of the drag queens have now spoken up and said, yeah, I, I, I knew they were dating. And she made it sound like I got to do a background check before I go on a date. I think they might have been dating for a little while. And maybe mm. she only learned that he's a Democrat recently, but it's interesting. Mm, it is. And what's interesting to me is I didn't realize that they had cameras that film in dark theaters that you could see very clearly that she's groping his groin and he's got his hand on her breast. And I'm like, you think it's, you're safe a, in the it's dark. A, it's an eyeful. Yeah. It's an eyeful, man. I was a teenager once, and theaters are sort of a, a, a pastime for getting frisky with your date. But I've never seen I've never seen it at a Broadway type show, first of all. <laughs> but she was built, you know, it, it, she was dressed for the occasion. She was in like a mini dress. It looked like mm -hmm. more of a night out in Vegas than a night out at the theater. Right. And look. No shade, though. You know, look, she's a young woman. She was having fun, and no one wants to see their sort of dalliances on a surveillance video. So I, I think it's been a fun story for the media, but look, she was just uh, having a nice day. Apparently, right. it was going swimmingly for both of them. 
and she's just got got divorced and apparently the ex-husband said oh this don't don't bother leave her alone you know so it's like yeah look i mean like i said i think she's in her 30s we forget you think of congress Mm. people and senators as old people because we have a lot of those you got mcconnell you've got you know pelosi and so forth but there's some young ones as well aoc laura bobert and they're they're uh, just out there living their life I guess so. There's a little too much living of the life in the crotch there, but um, too much for you, huh? <laughs> too much for me. Uh, and then you got to see things like Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, which is a divorce that apparently didn't go, isn't going smoothly. She sued him over custody just the other day, and then you guys get pictures of what? Yeah. Her, her and Taylor. So she's certainly, battle lines have been drawn. Remember, when they filed for divorce, it was filed in Florida. And Joe kind of, Joe's side at least, sort of painted her as a bit of a party girl. You know, she's younger, she's 27 years old, and he felt like he was carrying too much of the parental duties uh, with the kids. Mm. Well, she fired back that she had postpartum, and now it's gotten really nasty because she filed documents yesterday that we covered where she said Joe is holding the kids hostage uh, from living in England where we both said we wanted the children to live and we wanted to raise them in our forever home. And she cited a, a, an international law that right in the law's name is child abduction. So it's gotten really sort of inflamed. Apparently, Joe is very upset with this characterization. He says, look, we filed a divorce in Florida. The judge said, don't move your kids while this divorce is pending. I don't want to violate an order, so I'm not going to ship them off to England. But it's just indicative of how nasty things are going. Now, they were seen with the kids having a meal, which is good if they can keep things together and cordial. But... It is not cordial right now. No, it doesn't look cordial. I love the video footage that you guys got and the pictures you got because (laughs) they're two very beautiful people. And what dominates the pictures that were put up on TMZ is some like poor chubby lady eating her noodles. And you have to Listen, get you know, when you're in a public place, there's going to be other patrons. That's <laughs> <laughs> the nature of uh, getting these celebs out in the wild. But yes, they are, they're beautiful people. And, and, and by the way, she's been out with Taylor Swift, who is the most relevant and beautiful person on the planet, maybe. So she's mm-hmm. got her allies, and I think this could even get nastier before it gets better. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not out with the Kardashians yet, but I guess it's uh, there's still time for that. Still early. It's still early. Um, The other thing was, I didn't realize that Matthew McConaughey was being stalked. Yeah, you know, we we cover a lot of these, you know, restraining orders and so forth. And, you know, he's promoting a book. And Mm -hmm. he said that he had a a very obsessed fan of some sort who was indicating that they would show up to the, the book events. You know, there's signings and there's little speeches you give at various bookstores, Barnes and Noble and the like. And he went and got a restraining order saying, "I this person has said they're going to show up and then did. Mm. Um, and thankfully, he had the restraining order in place at that point because even though it doesn't keep away a very determined person, once they arrive, it's very easy. Once you show an order that uh, you know says they have to stay 100 yards away, you can just say, here, you need to, you need to leave, and it's enforceable. Mm. So nothing happened, and the person was escorted away. But, yeah, scary situation. Yeah, and and I guess it goes along with the territory. Sometimes I say that these uh, celebrities think that, you know, they should be just living normal lives. It isn't like that. You know, we have this uh, hunger, thank God, for TMZ, right, to 
to see yeah, you and know, do. insatiable appetite. We've covered yeah. some of this with Drew Barrymore recently, too. You know, she was giving some talk, and the guy rushed up to the stage and, and started ranting and raving. And, you know, it can be scary because they're very public, and people want a piece of celebrities. There's this sort of parasocial relationship where you feel like you know the celebrity. And, you know, Matthew McConaughey is a relatable guy. Drew Barrymore is a relatable person. So sometimes mm-hmm. these things can get out of whack. So is your wife going to wear the same dress that uh, Bianca West was wearing out there in Florence? My goodness, this has been quite a tour of Italy, huh? <laughs> for, for Kanye and Bianca, I mean, I've, I've never seen Kim take fashion this far. And oh, no. he had his own little photo shoot in the middle of a, I don't know, the Palazzo or something? Flor- <laughs> Florence, fit ends, gold, yeah. Gold unitard, you know? Um, it's, it's very interesting. She is very beautiful, though. She looks, you know, there's a similarity to Kim. She's, I think, in her late 20s, though, so there's a, an age difference. But just he, he has a specific style that he likes, and he likes to play dress up. And apparently um, she, is, she is going along for the ride. Hey, listen, it must be quite, quite a ride with Ye, or Ye, whatever they mm-hmm. call him. Um, and, and it makes for great gossip. Finally, I just have to bring up Dwayne Wade because he is a local celebrity, and apparently he just said, uh, you know, I almost broke up with Gab- Gabrielle Union, and everybody thought that was the perfect relationship. What happened? Yeah, you know, this was uh, it was a story back when it happened. You know, they took a break, and they had some struggles, and he fathered another child uh, mm-hmm. during, during that period with a basketball wife star, Asia Matoyer. They now have a nine-year-old son together, and he says he was trying to just sort of pussyfoot around the conversation and maybe just slowly back out of the relationship with Gabrielle Union just to make it easier on himself, but she really stood by him, and they Mm. weathered this storm. This is now 10 years old. I mean, this was in 2013, and they've been going strong since then. Um, I don't know how a relationship survives uh, another child brought into the mix, but you know, more power to them, that they were able to sort of figure this out, and they do seem like a, a power couple. Yeah, and then, you you know, Dwayne Wade moved out of Florida because he's got the transgendered kid, and he didn't think it was friendly for for them here. Uh, he moved out over the LGBTQ policies in the state of Florida, but hey, I don't know what it is with these basketball stars, but apparently their kids are all confused. Anyway, my well, granddaughter with, and grandson, they know that they're boys and girls, right? Uh, at, at least for the time being. I'll let you know <laughs> if there's any changes. All right. All right, kid. Thanks a lot for coming on. Always appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have a good weekend. You too. Well, that pretty much does it for me for this week. I thank you for your time this time until next time. And I have a plan. My plan is to be back here on Monday at 3 o'clock, if it be his will, and he delays his coming. Remember, what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself, as everybody else is taken. And if you happen to take enormous amounts of cash as a uh, bribe, you probably should have a Liberty Safe and put it in there so that the authorities can't take pictures of that in your gold bars. Sorry, Bob Menendez. See you all on Monday. God bless you.
The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.